good so, so it's two o'clock let's get started guys sounds good welcome to episode 14 of our blockchain bandwagon podcast i'm your host pachakuri founder and ceo of together mdm we offer a blockchain solution for curating a single source of truth for master data i made a lot of progress this week and i'm very happy about it i'm here with my co-host brian engel hello brian hope you're feeling hey, better hey chuck hey chuck rough week a little sick but you know what pushing through getting here so uh yeah i'm uh, brian engel i'm uh, been in the staffing industry over 25 years placing a uh, technical people to work and uh i love blockchain just passionate and uh love to talk about it so excited to hear what we're talking about this week chuck Yeah last week we discussed uh, you know how to improve the performance and adoption of a blockchain technology usage and as you know uh, we were talking about how people were unclear about the distinction between blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies uh, so we decided to dig deeper into the causes why it is important to make it clear and what are the different ways people can educate themselves you know so that's what we're going to talk about a lot more into the detail but before we start the discussion i want to remind our listeners that if you want to join the conversation add yourself to the caller queue and you will be invited to speak more the merrier yep so why is this you know one of the reasons i feel like uh, this confusion we need to eliminate is because uh, every time i talk or every time people are not really clear they only mostly thinking about speculating in crypto right and blockchain they know it is there but they don't fully understand its potential right so this uh, the reason i think the causes for this right i think it's very important we raise the awareness uh, at least if we are going to be part of the blockchain revolution you know and help people adopt the technology right this thing is lack of clarity can be a hindrance what what do you think are some of the causes for the misconception any thoughts yeah i think it's back to where it, when it very first started right so it's really you know what that 2009 time frame when uh, bitcoin started and uh, you know you honestly you didn't even hear about a blockchain it was all bitcoin right and you just never really heard you know blockchain blockchain um until much later you know what 24 at least 2014 if not later than that um to even understand so it's just kind of become like synonyms almost to each other right they're like hey you talk about bitcoin you're automatically talking about blockchain and you're talking about blockchain you must be talking about bitcoin and that's just you know obviously not not the case and then also if you think about the dramatic news that were coming with blockchain going to 60,000 15,000 in the stock market right every tv channel was just talking about bitcoin because yeah bitcoin going yeah yeah right? exactly yeah for a long time it, yep. people were like the speculation was like will it go to 60,000 and then the crash right and then is it dead is it not dead nobody ever really talked about blockchain technology as much in the news Nope, not at all. And that's thus we have a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and then the funny thing that I noticed is if you go to blockchain.com 
you actually see cryptos, all the crypto, what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You should have said. And then uh, I think if I can like summarize uh, the difference, right? The reason the main causes uh, it's the limited exposure. I think a lot of people are not exposed to blockchain as a technology. More people are exposed to crypto. You know, right. and then the yeah. media coverage also plays a big role uh, on what they're talking about. And then, yeah, it's like you know, it's like uh, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Chuck. You're the technical guy, but it's uh, it's just like it, blockchain is the uh, is the freeway, and and the crypto is the cars. You know, it's just uh, it's 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 the backbone. The blockchain is the backbone of all this stuff. Exactly, and then I think that what exciting is once you have a highway like a blockchain, it's not just cars, so much you can do on those highways, right? You can write all kinds of apps. For sure. Yes, exactly. Right? That's why it's exciting. Yeah. So, and then that complexity of the terminology also makes it difficult for people to get into, you know? Uh, it's concepts, like very technical. Uh, technology is not like very easy to understand for a lot of people, right? Particularly yeah, volume. They just don't want to understand the technology, right? They just want to understand that they go to, they can turn on their phone and everything will work for them, right? They don't yeah. want to understand how it, what goes into it. Most most people don't, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know if we, no, that you make it an interesting point there. Uh, do people really need to know about the technology or do they just need to know the apps? You know, I think, uh, well, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I mean, honestly, you probably don't need to know exactly the specifics, but still it's, uh, uh, the underlying factor of, you know, the, the exact technology is, I mean, I, I think it's very interesting. Maybe I'm, again, I'm in, in the dorky space, right? We're all, we're all tech guys. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's, a. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. It's uh, I could go both ways with that. Right? No, this, I mean, I'm just thinking while I'm talking to you, because when we started this podcast, we said, okay, this distinction is important. Yes, the distinction is important, but not for the lay person, right? It's just mostly for the technical people. The distinction is important so that they can actually start using it. You know, I think like we've talked to in the, we've been the, you know, in our previous, some of the previous episodes is, is for uh, widespread adoption though it needs to it needs to be easy to understand for everyone somehow right like at least the basis because if it doesn't it's always going to be crypto and we don't even know about blockchain right what's blockchain oh that's scary that's scary stuff i don't know that's that they crashed no blockchain doesn't crash like that that's not what happens <laughs> so i'm on the other end of the spectrum brian because for me, I have very little understanding of cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know they trade. I know that people use them. But I really don't know why they're created, when they're created, how they're funded, how they're exchanged. You know, that whole concept of cryptocurrencies is foreign to me. For me, I am more focused on how the technology works, how it can be used, how I can build products, how I can solve real world problems on blockchain technology that I understand very well. Maybe you should, we should do another 
podcast with cryptocurrencies. So we, we just understand for people like me, what really does. So I think, you know, I think honestly, so you, you say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a technical guy. I'm, you know, I, I'm a blockchain. That's what I understand. I don't really understand the crypto. I think once you really dive into the crypto, like what these projects are and why these tokens are, are, uh, brought forth, um, created, um, you'll be even more interested because it's all technical. All this stuff is technical. This is all behind. So, you know, Hey, Solana, you know, right. That's a, they have their own network. They have their own blockchain network. Um, well, they're, you know, SOL, uh, not that bad SOL, right. But hey, that's their, that's their, uh, crypto mm-hmm. is SOL. It pays for their, you know, it, it pays for their transaction fees, incentivize people on the network. It allows you to vote for upgrades of allows when you come in and create apps on their system to, to, uh, um, pay for that as well. So, uh, it, it it's all te- all this stuff is technical. So, Yes, it's easy to just throw money into something and just say, hey, I'm going to invest in XRP. I'm going to invest in um, Bitcoin and Ethereum and that. Not know. And that, that's okay. People do that with stocks every day. And, and, and mm-hmm. why not? That's, that's, that's fine to do. But I think it's a lot more fun to understand what you're doing <laughs> and a lot more, uh, lot more intelligent uh, to understand, hey, what, what types of things is this company doing? What are they doing? How are they looking to grow? It's exactly the same way as a stock. Yes, that's my understanding. But how is this stock gets created? You know what I mean? Let's say somebody creates some token XYZ, right? Why would people fund that? And what are they expecting to, how are they expecting to make money? Because when they put, uh, let's say, if I, somebody invests a million dollars into a token, how are they getting their million? And we can use that later next, next podcast. But that's something I still don't understand. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, now we can, I think, move on to talking about the impact on using blockchain. So, how does this lack of clarity or confusion affect uh, the progress of blockchain technology? Right. And I have summarized four areas, Brian. Uh, one is it is going to hinder adoption. You know, I feel like if we don't have uh, a lack of clarity, it might hinder the adoption and it might uh, create challenges for funding uh, blockchain projects. And it also has some kind of a regulatory barriers, you know, uh, regulators are fo- focused, uh, like, you know, mostly focus on uh, this associated cryptocurrencies. So, you know, and then all the benefits we could get from uh, blockchain, we might not uh, get them, you know? And that's what I think uh, is the impact. You want to add something to it? Um, no, I think, uh, I think you hit, I think you hit the point. Yeah, so this, uh, I think I have a, a personal, uh, you know, objectives are like, if I really, because of the product I'm developing, I feel like the more people understand it, the more people they can get on board on some of these projects we could do. Right, I, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a fun, uh, 
fun episode sometime is to, uh, you know, go through, hey, how to create a crypto or, hey, how, how to fund this? Why would you fund it? Uh, things of that sort. I, I think that'd be, you know, I, I think that'd be a, a lot of fun and, and very informative. Yes. And it, I would learn a lot from that, actually. I, I would, too. I mean, I, I don't know. By, by all means, I don't know everything. And uh, it's this is always always fun to learn new stuff and how, how stuff is created and and uh, and how stuff could be funded. Because this is all it's all technology based. That's why it's so exciting. And it's yeah. all open source. Everything's open source. Everything is uh, everything again is is for the people. Yeah. No government uh, agency is mm-hmm. overlooking it. So to summarize, I think we can say this, Brian. Blockchain is the underlying technology, a decentralized and a distributed ledger that records transactions across mm-hmm. a network of computers, right? And it provides yep. security, transparency, and immutability for data stored within it. That is it. That is the technology. Right. And the cryptocurrencies, on the other hand, are digital virtual currencies that use cryptography for security and rely on the check, this technology for their operation, right? So basically, like you, you, ex, you said it correctly, actually, in simple terms. Blockchain is the highway. Crypto is the car. <laughs> I like you to know? keep a smart truck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, so now how do people, so when I was researching this, right, what are, how can we reduce this clarity? If people who are confused like me, who want to know more and be very clear on the potential for either, there are a few things I think we could do, right? Basically talk about very clear definitions give some real world examples of the technology and the currency and where can they go to educate themselves. And there are a lot of workshops and seminars on both of these. And there are a lot of places where people can collaborate. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously the people that are interested in this space, they'll, uh, they'll dive into the area that they enjoy, whether it's, you know, crypto or, or like you said, you know, Hey, you're, you're a blockchain guy. You don't really understand a lot about the crypto side. Um, but for, you know, Hey, general public and this thing to really, uh, you know, I, I, I honestly, I didn't even know a lot of the blockchain stuff was going on, um, in the world until we started doing this podcast of how, how in depth it really was. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea that some of the biggest companies in the world are, you know, <laughs> Uh, waist deep in this uh, in blockchain and they've been doing it since you know 2017 2016 yeah they had no idea and it it really was a shock to me i'm like holy cow i thought this was you know in the last year or two and so uh it really opened my eyes no no but then you know what interesting you're right they started it but i'm been following some of these projects since that time if you remember the gartner hype cycle right right oh yeah the hype really started in 2016, 2017. Right. It was really until 2019, it was very high. And in the pandemic, it really fell off. Right. Okay? And then in, the, in May of 2022, it really picked up again. Okay. So there was a big thing. And the amount of solutions that are there since 2022, because I'm developing the software, right? And I'm seeing right. the tools, I'm seeing the libraries, I'm seeing the capabilities. Because one of the things I would, I would I definitely like to talk about is, you know, blockchain is immutable, right? 
So once right. you put a smart contract, it doesn't change. Right. That means whatever code you put in, you can't change, right? And if there is a bug, you can't fix. So this was a known problem before 2020, 2020 it was a hard problem. Now that right. problem has been solved. They have software patterns like upgradable contracts, you know, version right. management, all of that is just started and it's very promising for software projects, yep. at least for enterprise projects, you know? So, yeah, I, and I think, uh, you know, hey, as costs come down and there's, you know, some very smart companies out there doing, you know, blockchain as a service, you know, it used to be software as a service is a big thing, it's blockchain as a service. Um, you know, hey, this is a, it's going to become more affordable and more widespread and, and uh, you're going to hear it more than new. Uh, it, once it starts hitting the news and people will start, uh, you know, hey, what is that? What's going on? It's not just crypto, right? Because you only hear where crypto either it skyrockets or it crashes or people steal it, right? <laughs> the only time you hear about it. Yeah. So I'm going to go and I already kind of explained. Uh, let's talk about some examples of the uses of technology and the, and the different cryptocurrencies, right? They, there are, we already discussed in so many of our podcasts how it's used in supply chain, healthcare, voting systems, you know, but we never really talked about cryptos. The, some of the main ones are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, you know, and they are like really popular and I, and it, and last week it went up again over uh, did it go over 30,000 or 20,000 bitcoin oh it's at 28 uh, today's at 28 yeah you know so it yeah, came yeah, just, from 15 to 28 just, uh, a little bit ago it was back you know down to 17 and people thought it was again dead so this is not a, yeah it's it's a there's no dead when you have stuff that people want and that people believe in yeah, and I'm, I also heard that Bitcoin is actually giving greater returns when you loan it and stuff. Is that true? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know for sure. I would assume so. But yeah, there's there's some exchanges you can give loans from your any crypto. It's not just Bitcoin. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of different exchanges you can do that on. You know, I have some technologies, like some examples of uh, how technology is actually being used, you know. Walmart is using, we talked about that. Uh, in healthcare, blockchain is being used to securely store and share electronic medical records, right? And then yep. there are, there's a example, state of, I didn't know this, state of Virginia, United States, uh, they tested a blockchain based voting system for military personnel stationed overseas hmm. in, during the 2018 midterm elections. It and makes I, sense. Yeah. <laughs> Because military personal station overseas, that's a good test case, you know. It may not for be sure. for the whole of state, but there are people like that. Think about it. How many of uh, American citizens across the world, right now they do mail-in ballots. And that yeah. takes some time to come back. That's, I still can't believe we do that. But yeah, they should all be blockchain-based. Yeah, if they did it on blockchain for all the, you know, expats, we would, we would have much better, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the security would be better. Um, you know, I know they're getting, uh, I know the big, basically the main challenge with the voting system is, uh, is privacy. So yeah, you can have the high security and, and, uh, you know, it's never, your vote will never be changed, but they know who you voted for. <laughs> they know what, they know that you voted and, you know, and, and what you did. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's much easier, right? Let's say, uh, the probably the they they probably won't do it from their phone, but they'll probably go to U.S. consulate or you know U.S. Right. embassy where they would show their passport and then right you know, click it right uh, whatever <laughs> they want to vote. Yeah, I mean it's so much better. And then there is a another country, Estonia. They're mm-hmm. using a e-residency program for World Food Programs use. Uh, blockchain-based digital identities to distribute food and risk. I mean, I'm just saying all this. So it's so different from crypto. You know what I mean? Oh, it nothing to sure. It's a food program, exactly. digital identities uh, that yep. blockchain is being used, right? And then uh, somebody's using it for uh, intel- storing intellectual property patents. I don't have the name of that they're doing. Oh, you can do all your, I mean, music, people are releasing music on it now, you know? Yeah. Music people are doing that. And then there is a Brooklyn microgrid project in New York and a power ledger in Australia, right? They're basically peer-to-peer energy trading on solar panels and uh, renewable energies to sell direct energy to neighbors. Yep. I wouldn't even have thought of that. It's... and then just there are solutions sense. on real estate. It just makes sense, right? I mean, it just is, just makes a lot of sense, right? But I, it's people want one source of, I mean, not people really, but uh, companies want one source. They want to be in charge, right? That's why this all came yeah. about. And those examples are purely blockchain tech examples, nothing to do with crypto. Yeah, and I, I mean, that, and I think, I think in real estate, I think that's the, I think that's a humongous area for, for you know, hey, title and and uh, property records and uh, you know, you know, all the real estate transactions and cutting down all the paperwork. It just is. I, I think it is a. I think it makes so much sense for the real estate mm-hmm. industry. I see so much potential in that space over the next five years. I, I was at a conference, uh, blockchain conference, and I think in November or December, and there were a couple of companies that are actually doing real estate. They're working with some governments to, uh, you know. I mean, it uh, makes sense. It makes it, it needs to be transparent, right? In real estate, everything needs to be transparent. Yeah. The blockchain is perfect for that. It's secure. It's highly secure. So um, I just, I think it brings a multitude of opportunities as well for investing in real estate um, and splitting up property. I just think there's a ton of opportunity in real estate anyway. Now let's talk about some of the actual cryptocurrencies that are very popular and very major, right? Now, Bitcoin started in 2019, 2009, and it's now used in a lot of places. A lot of online and physical merchants accept it as a currency, right? And it's also used for remittances and cross-border transactions quite a bit. I mean, it's in big demand. Uh, I mean... And then, and then the Ethereum, I, I can't believe it came almost 
six years after Bitcoin. Yep. Uh, and, and it's a platform that allows developers to build and deploy decentralized apps, right? And uh, smart contracts. And then, then now Ethereum, ETH, Ether, ETH, is used as a medium of exchange within the Ethereum network. It's used to pay for transaction fees and computational services. So we did, we did talk about people creating additional tokens on top of this network, right? NFTs and such. Yeah, your your all your DeFi projects, things of that sort. So yeah, that'd be fun to go over at some point as well. Like, hey, if you're looking to start a you know DeFi project, what you know, how do you do it? What are you gonna do? How's that? How do you go about it? Yeah, I think we should also do an in-depth on non-fungible tokens. Yeah, NFTs are great. Yeah, that's a again, that was a the only time you hear about stuff. A lot of times is when it explodes like NFTs did, and then it went away like NFTs. And it seems like it just went, you know, disappeared. So, um, it uh, it it was, I don't know. That was it's uh, another thing that's very interesting, and I think we definitely should talk about. Yeah, well, the, not not you know, there's another area of these of these tokens. At least from whatever I read so far, uh, it looks like they're mostly used in gaming. Right? Is that is that? Yeah, I think you're right. And I, we need to we can do the one one uh, episode on that. Then Ripple is a real time gross settlements currency exchange and remittance network. XRP is is again mostly used for cross border transactions. And then, wow, there is Litecoin which is a peer-to-peer currency that shares similar to Bitcoin. So it's a faster transaction, maybe lower price. Then there is a Binance coin. It's, it's a native coin on the Binance exchange. Wow. And then Cardano is developed by uh, Hong Kong and launched in 2017. So these are very different from the other examples we were talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah, let, let me uh how many how many cryptos do you think there are in the world? Oh man, good question. How many are 10, out there right now? Yeah, I'll I'll take a wild guess. Ten thousand? Twenty two thousand nine oh four. Twenty two thousand nine oh four. Market cap of one over a trillion dollars. Which one is over a trillion dollars? What's that? Which one is over a trillion dollars? No, 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 all together. Total total market oh, yeah. cap is over a trillion. Wow. Twenty two thousand. And this is just the infancy. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, I would also know would like to know which country is doing the most. Yeah. That's because I think India is doing a lot because I was uh, looking for some uh, educational material. And I see a lot of YouTube channels explaining this tech in Hindi. Yeah, so there's really like, um, I guess it's not like what country has the most because really this all this is countryless, right? 
Um, yeah. It's but you're right. You're right on about India. They they are uh, number one in uh, most crypto holders. They have a hundred million people that hold crypto. Isn't that crazy? Hundred million people that hold oh, hundred million people. Wow. U.S. is twenty-seven million. How many? Twenty-seven million. So just a third, or less than a third. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. And in U.S. is second. Europeans yeah, should also have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty. Uh, pretty, and that you know that may have changed. I think that was a year ago stats, but uh, no, maybe yeah. that should be another uh, episode to see where that thing is heading. You know. Yeah, I, I, it's always, you know, I'm just, I, I'm here to learn, Chuck. I just enjoy learning. <laughs> If not talking about learning, right? <laughs> I was looking for some uh, books that are uh, very, very popular. Uh, three books I picked. One is. Yeah, hey, before you before you say that, where did you? Uh, why did you get? Was there a book you read or something you read about about blockchain that got you interested? So I was reading an article on Hyperledger about in 2016. Okay. And uh, at the same time, I was also trying to solve uh, a data problem with master data. When they read about Hyperledger as a tech, somebody said, "Oh, IBM released an open source on Hyperledger." So I said, "Oh, I could use this to solve my problem." And then that's how I got into more and learn more and more about blockchain technology. That's awesome. Yeah, so I never really paid attention to the crypto side of things. I was just yeah. looking at from a software solution guy, product right. guy, to say, "Oh, this thing will solve my problem." <laughs> right. You know. So yeah. I'm, I'm still focused on the problem I'm trying to solve with blockchain, and never really got into crypto. Yep. No, I. That's. It's. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's. Cool. So, so the three books that come to mind to really understand this, I pick three. One is called Mastering Bitcoin. Okay, it's by Andreas Antonopoulos. It's a comprehensive guide to understand Bitcoin's underlying technology's potential applications. Even Bitcoin has its own applications. Then you have Blockchain Basics. It's a non-technical introduction uh, by Daniel Drescher. It's a beginner-friendly introduction to blockchain technology without delving. And then The third one is how this thing is going to change our world. <laughs> hmm. well, you know? So I thought like those three would be a nice set of books to that. And if somebody is not into reading but they want to take some courses, get into it. Uh, Coursera has a very good course, uh, actually three courses that I can like: Blockchain Basics, Blockchain Revolution, Bitcoin, and Corrupt. Cryptocurrency technologies; these are their most popular courses. Oh. Uh, you find on Coursera, and then Udemy also provides a wide range of courses covering topics like blockchain development, Ethereum, cryptocurrency trading. They even actually have one for trading if you want to trade out to trade. And edX already has like a courses from universities, mm -hmm. Berkeley, UC. Uh, you know, uh, I took some of these. And they were very good in terms of uh, blockchain, how to do it, you know. And I was actually looking up some uh, blockchain job descriptions. 
right and every job description says you need really solid project experience not just prototype you built in a course <laughs> <laughs> so many people are doing those they're building up you know yeah, for sure for your products yep and then there are some youtube channels yeah you no know, there's yeah there's just a, there's a lot of uh areas that yeah there's a lot of things i've uh i've bookmarked and i go back to and websites i take a look at and yeah it's just it's it's just fun i i find it highly enjoyable because i i do believe yeah. this stuff, and that's why we started it right I, I i i i have a hard time figuring out how much i'm like going like going through rabbit holes versus actually learning <laughs> true that's so true i do the same thing Right. Especially when yeah. I first, you know, especially when I first, like I said, when we first started this, I didn't realize all these companies doing it. So I would go down these rabbit holes and I'd be like, what did they do? What's this? What's this? Um, so it's, it's just so interesting. Did you actually figure out like one of the projects was actually canceled after going deeper? Last, Which last I think I remember mentioning, you mentioned in a, one of our podcasts. Oh, the, we, well, Maris, Maris canceled their, uh, Oh yeah, trade wins yeah. or trade trade lens, one of that. Yeah. yeah, it was up since 2016 or so, 2016 or 17. And like you said, that was the the big boom, and yeah. they jumped in and created their own with uh, I believe it was IBM or Accenture, and uh, yeah, they just they shut it down at the end of this month. Yeah, in the last month. It's either the last month or the, this is March, isn't it? Yeah, I think they yeah. shut they're going to shut it down at the end of this month. Yeah, podcasts. There is also a lot of podcasts. Of course, our own podcasts can help people, right? Uh, and then there is a part, three other podcasts that I thought would be very nice: the Unchained podcast, the Decrypt Daily, and the What Bot Bitcoin Did podcast. You know, these people yep. have been there longer than us, uh, more right. popular than ours. But I would recommend ours if they ask us a question if they have any. You know. We're way more fun, exactly. Yeah, and then there's a lot of uh, online community forums, like Reddit, Bitcoin Talk. You know, uh, you could actually the Bitcoin Talk was actually created by Satoshi Nakamoto at the time when he mm -hmm. founded this, right? And then user can still discuss it and keep using it. Then there are some. Another thing I was surprised with how many conferences are there that people are collecting every year, right? Coindesk creates one called Consensus. Hmm. It's an annual conference that brings together industry professionals, developers, enthusiasts, right? And then there is a blockchain expo and it happens all over the world. Huh. And, you know, I would like to go to that one because that they, the blockchain expo i'm thinking they they have like people who are doing iot and embedding blockchain because i was i was just talking to a friend but this is what they want to do these people have a antenna that routes cell calls right and okay. at the tip of that antenna they put a blockchain Okay. To collect all the met, like a, a blockchain node, basically small blockchain node that collects all the call data. 
like who is calling, when they're calling, how long the call lasts, what is the strength of the signal and all of that, right? Because they could not move all of that information from the tower along with the call. Otherwise, they lose call quality, mm -hmm. right? But they need somebody, some other device to collect all that information to improve either whether they, you know, the, all that metrics, right? And they're using a simple blockchain node near that antenna so that it can collect all of that in one place and everybody can see that. See huh. where the calls are dropping, you know, and that would be very fascinating. There, there's, there's a project and so somebody was asking me about it. You know? It's pretty neat. There is a, if you're a developer, there is a conference called DevCon. And it's done by Ethereum Foundation itself, right? And it's basically aimed at uh, helping developers and technologists working on the Ethereum platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, if I should go to that, I want to go to all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there is a World Blockchain Summit, a series of events held multiple locations nationwide. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's global experts, technology innovators, investors, and startups. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then Hong Kong is also has one called Token 2049. Hmm. Uh, it's talking about token economy. And it's also it's probably more local. So then there is a block show. Is where if you have a solution, you can go and you know, demonstrate to people. There's a North American Bitcoin conference and there is distributed right I mean, there's so many of these yeah that's awesome I mean, it's it's uh i mean there, of course there's going to be i just again one of those rabbit holes that you kind of get down you're like oh wow what's going on this is great you know i i uh try to so then if you want to collaborate with other people right right now it's only like online community forums and uh, open source projects very few hackathons or I look for like any meetups or local events in our area. There are not many. Mm -hmm. Because last year there was an incubator in Long Beach that I attended. They were they were they were trying to create a DAO. And they were trying to raise money for a DAO. But at that time, a lot of people showed up, but I don't think anything followed up after that. Yeah, I don't know. So I think anybody who wants to clear their, uh, you know, we, we gave a lot of resources for people who are still not clear on the difference between blockchain as a technology and currencies. Any Anything else you want to add, Brian, before we wrap up? Because I think I covered everything I have. Yeah, no, I think that was, that was, that was great. I think, uh, you know, there is a clear distinction, but it's, you know, hey, if you're, if you're into it, you understand. If you're not into it, you just think of it as uh, all, uh, all crypto. <laughs> so, um, fun stuff. Yeah, I know. So, anyway, Shiva, if you want to join in and add something. Yeah, definitely this is a good uh, topic. A lot of uh, folks are like uh, the difference between the blockchain and crypto is always uh, confusion. 
because we have so many cryptocurrencies and uh, yeah and why do we need that many that also we need to explain and also i'm thinking like uh, it's like uh, is all uh, each countries has a uh, federal banks and they mm-hmm. have their own currencies and they have projects so their own countries they exchange the currency with them themselves in that so because of that this many this many currencies are created or like bitcoin good question yeah because when that would be something when we talk about cryptocurrencies we can explore brian because i don't know if uh, a country creates what do they call central bank uh, digital currency yeah, yeah, right yeah. cbdc right you you can create your own central sure you, you're you're a state you can create whatever you want <laughs> and then that's uh, i don't know that any any country has done that honestly yeah but i don't know if they are included in that list of 20000 i'm sure they would but i don't think there's any state that's done that yet i know america hasn't done it yet so if america hasn't done it most likely i mean not to be the not to be the hey america's king and all but we're usually at the forefront of a lot of this stuff yeah. <laughs> so it's like we can consider like blockchain as country like uh, considered as a us federal government and uh, currencies like what the dollar they produce and uh, it will be the banks and the uh, federal government is a blockchain technology and the currencies it will be transferred uh, in i don't know no. no it's just one of the users yeah it's a big user <laughs> <laughs> right and uh, then everybody else is a small user of the currencies yeah i would call federal government like a like a mining <laughs> is like mining <laughs> on the blockchain <laughs> <laughs> or we can consider like each wells fargo bank bank of america as a blockchain technology and uh, they have a currencies so, so like jp morgan has their own so jp morgan has their own coin they have the yeah. jp um and so yes they have their own currency and that so, is primarily used within their own blockchain system so you can so you can transfer any money you have in any account um between any of their them or their partners instantaneously and you have access to that money from anywhere in the world from anywhere in the world wherever you sit wherever your phone is or your desktop is however you however you consume a data you can transfer money instantly between your accounts or give it to other people as well so uh that are on the network that's probably you have to be in the JP Morgan network for that <laughs> that's excellent anyways bro i think we yeah. had a good call this week uh, if you don't mind uh <laughs> we're going to wrap it up thank you everybody